Welcome to Inside Hawaii Real Estate. I'm Leone Lam, and our mission on this show is to literally go inside Hawaii real estate together with you. And we're bringing on expert guests to discuss topics that we as realtors find fascinating. And so let's learn together. Let's get some resources and perspectives about everything inside Hawaii real estate. And my co-host, I'd like to introduce him to you, is Will Tanaka. And Will is a real estate professional together with me. And he's also a licensed state of Hawaii attorney. So welcome, Will. Hey, Leone. So everyone, Leone Lam is my wife, business partner, and co-host. She's a broker and a 20-year veteran in Hawaii's real estate industry. She's also a former executive of two of Hawaii's largest brokerages. So we're a husband and wife team, and it's always having fun, always an adventure. And today's topic is very, very relevant to real estate because you know, whether you're a homeowner or investor and, you know, water leaks, mold issues, fire damages, asbestos issues, and you always want to take preventive measures and you don't want it to happen to anyone. But when it does, you want to have a go-to company, a one-stop shop. And today we're very honored to have a special guest, Mark Harris. So he's a CEO and founder of MD Restoration. He owns it with his wife, Arlene. And they have four kids together. And Mark founded with a childhood friend back in 2002 from a very humble beginning as a cleaning and janitorial company. And today they have grown to over 60 vehicles, 85 team members to an all-inclusive disaster recovery company. How awesome is that? And we love their mantra, treat every customer as if they were family. Hey, thank you, Will, Leone. Very honored to be on your show today and uh, excited to answer any questions you might have about me personally and uh, our company, MD Restoration. Yeah, thank you so much, Mark, for being with us. And, you know, our topic today is recovering from disasters in the home, basically, right? So we as realtors, we get to help homeowners or potential homeowners with identifying property, purchasing the property, selling the property. So generally speaking, happy chapters in their lives for the most part. And then I think for what, what happens is when something unforeseen happens to the property, that's where your wonderful wonderful group comes in and you're part of you know helping them through getting them restored, getting them cleaned up and getting getting them back on track and helping them to recover from unforeseen disasters that happen in the home. So could you please tell us more about how did you get that started and what does your company do to help people? Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, basically we started, um, like Will was mentioning, from very humble beginnings. Um, MD Restoration actually started as a cleaning and janitorial company. Um, and it started as MD Cleaners. Um, and we basically were um, trying to fill the need um, as an experiment uh, my childhood friend partner uh, was working for a moving company. So I asked him one day, you know, who cleans all these homes that people are moving out of? And that's kind of where the company was founded. Um, we made some business cards. He passed them out. Uh, people started calling and we started cleaning homes. Over the years, uh, the first couple of years, we noticed that people uh, really had a need for carpet cleaning in addition to cleaning um, from carpet cleaning a couple of years later, that led to water extraction. Um, back then, maybe like in 2004, 
um, there really wasn't a restoration industry. It was more if you had a flood in your house or your business, you would call the carpet cleaner because they were able to come and extract the water. Um, so we, we slowly got into water damage and learned along the way that there's several different categories of water, um, clean water, gray water, and uh, black water, which is you know coming be- from beyond your pea trap, which is considered raw sewage, um, and all the proper ways to restore someone's home um, and disinfect and keep everybody healthy and safe. Um, from water damage that led to doing a lot of demolition because we were removing a lot of people's cabinets, flooring, drywall, baseboards, cove base, etc. Um, we found that, you know, there was a lot of building material that had asbestos. And so we obviously needed to learn about asbestos and we became an asbestos abatement contractor. Um, and because we were ripping apart everybody's homes, the next logical step was they said, well, who's going to fix this for us? Who's going to put us back together again? And at the time, we didn't have our contractor's license. So we worked with other contractors to the point where we learned enough where we were able to get our own contractor's license. And for about 15 years, we've been a general contractor. And we are the one-stop shop uh, in Hawaii. We are uh, Hawaii's uh, largest locally-owned, family-owned restoration company. And we take you from that emergency in the middle of the night when your house is flooded to making you whole again by repairing you, putting your flooring back in, putting your drywall back in, painting your house, maybe remodeling your kitchen or bathroom if we had to take it out in the first place. So that's a quick summary of where we started and where we've been over the last 21 years. That is so awesome. And then, you know, like you mentioned asbestos, right? And that is mm-hmm. like such a common thing that we come across, especially in condominiums, I mean, in homes too, in single family homes. Um, and a lot of it, we know it as like when we see popcorn ceilings. Right. And so, and we feel like when we see the popcorn ceiling, that it might have been, depending on when when it was made, when the house was constructed, it could be, it could have asbestos materials in it, right? And so right. oftentimes we will tell, you know, buyers that as long as it's encapsulated, meaning it's painted over and it's completely sealed off, that it shouldn't be a risk or a health risk because, it's my understanding, is it true like asbestos is kind of, if it if it's airborne and it, if you inhale it into your lungs over a period of time, that's when it can cause health issues? Absolutely, yeah. So asbestos um, can be a health issue if it's not properly uh, encapsulated, like you had mentioned. Um, when we get to a lot of job sites um, that were affected by water damage, um, if, uh, say, in an apartment or condominium, Uh, If a flood occurred in the apartment or condo above the unit that is all, you know, flooded or affected, the water may have uh, compromised, say, a popcorn ceiling. And that popcorn ceiling, if the asbestos is kind of falling off the ceiling, then it's in a state where it can be harmful to you. And that obviously needs to be removed. Um, You know, if you're living in a condo right now and you've never experienced any problems, and the popcorn ceiling is well encapsulated, basically with just paint, so that the popcorn itself, which typically um, asbestos um, would be harmful to someone if it's in what's called a friable condition, 
And a friable condition is when you can kind of like crush it um, and see actual dust with like a th your thumb and an index finger. Um, those fibers, obviously, if they become airborne and inhaled, can over time create some health issues that are se severe and could be deadly. Um, so you just want to make sure that, you know, if you're in a condo or an apartment or a house or, or even an office building that has popcorn on the ceiling, that it is well encapsulated. Um, if you feel like there is a health risk and you want to have it removed, that's definitely something that we can help you with. Um, but obviously that would be, um, something that would be at the extreme end, you know, of, of a restoration. So, you know, most many homes before the 1980s have these popcorn ceilings. And, you know, when we have buyers, the, there might be homes or condos built in the eighties or early nineties, and they still have those popcorn ceilings. Right. Uh, that may, I mean, that mostly do not contain asbestos. Do you do asbestos testing as well? So no, we don't. We're an abatement company. Okay. Um, so we basically refer um, our clients to a third-party indoor environmentalist. And they do the testing. They do um, the pre-testing. So if you have asbestos um, or if you think you have asbestos, they'll come out and test it. They'll let you, you know the homeowner know if they have asbestos. If there is asbestos, They'll let um, the homeowner will usually call us for an estimate to abate the areas that, you know, they the indoor environmentalists told them that they have asbestos. Um, when it comes to like a flood, we'll usually have that asbestos um, or potential asbestos tested. And that might not just be in the popcorn. It could be in the drywall. It could be in the um, mastic, which is the glue behind cove base or even baseboards. Um, you know, asbestos has been you know, in building materials as, as uh, recent as 1986, mm. I believe it was banned uh, completely in 1978, but still used until 1986. So, you know, if you're doing any renovation in your house and it was built before 1986, it's always a good idea to get any building material that you're removing physically from your home or office, you know, tested for asbestos, just to make sure that you're aware of the safety precautions you should be taking either as a homeowner trying to do it yourself or, you know, if you're hiring a professional, they should be testing it as well. Well, thank you so much for those tips. I mean, that's super important and we're learning along the way also. So, you know, so kind of shifting into the water extraction, right? So I went sure. from your business kind of went from the cleaning and then it went into sort of the carpet cleaning and then the water extraction. So tell us about that. Like when, when would, when would someone need water extraction? I kind of know, but if you could kind of get into that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So typically um, a lot of people, they always say when there's like, say a storm coming or heavy rains, they notice it's raining a lot. Like what we've had recently. Um, they, they always, when they run into me, they always say, Oh, you must be busy because it's raining a lot. Or you must love it when there's like a hurricane approaching us. And, you know, because they're, they're expecting me to be happy for that event to be coming because we'll be busy, but it couldn't be more opposite than that because most of the work that we do on a daily basis that keeps us extremely busy is doing water extraction because of either a broken pipe, um, a malfunctioning washing machine, or maybe you have a water heater in your condo or your home that maybe is older and it has rusted out and the water heater doesn't know that it's got a hole in the bottom because of the rust. 
if the water level goes down, it just keeps trying to fill itself and that water just keeps leaking out. So typically those are the main causes. It's a broken pipe, a uh, faulty, maybe a supply line to a toilet or a sink or a washing machine. Um, there's also human error. People might, you know, we're all busy. We all have kids. And, you know, sometimes maybe you leave the water running, you're filling up a bathtub for your kids to get them in the bath or something. And you've forgotten about it. And maybe you're cooking dinner and then you go back to, you know, check on the kids that might be in the bath and it's flooding your bathroom, right? And maybe if that bathroom is upstairs, it's leaking downstairs. Or if you're in a condo, it's leaking to your neighbor downstairs. So those are the main causes. There's also sewage backups. So sewage backups are when, you know, the sewer line gets clogged. And it, typically when you're in a condominium and you're on a lower floor and it gets clogged on your floor, everything that is coming down that sewer pipe might end up in your condo. And that's, Ooh. you know, not the prettiest thing, but we, we come across that as well. So while there is um, a chance that there might be water extraction from a weather event, like a hurricane or just that heavy rain uh, that might come down, um, we never look forward to those because we're already extremely busy dealing with the broken pipes, dealing with the sewer backups. So it just kind of throws a wrench into our operations when a weather event does come in. The other reason why we don't like it is um, typically when there is a hurricane, which we haven't had now, I think we're 30 years since our last major hurricane in 1992, um, Hurricane Iniki, is just an unfortunate situation because most there's usually hundreds of people that need help. And while our company is large, you know, we do have over 60 vehicles and over 80 employees, we can't help everybody at the same time. And so that's why I never wish that there's a hurricane or a weather event coming because we just can't help everybody who needs that help. So, Right, right. Um, yeah. That's a great point. And, you know, let's say that it's 2 a.m. And like you said, it, the washing machine broke or there's, you know, a pipe leaked and the carpet's all wet, you know, 2 or 3 a.m. I mean, can we call and the restoration? Can we call your company or do we have to wait until, you know, you open business at 8 a.m.? Yep. 808-528-3434. We're open 24-7. Oh, 24-7. Uh, we, we have live operators. Um our office here in Kalihi on King Street will answer the phone between the hours of 8 and 4, 8 a.m., 4 p.m., Monday through Friday. If it's before or after those hours or on the weekends, we do have a call center who, that answers all of our calls for us. And we have six on-call technicians every night um, after hours to respond uh, to all of those floods that come in. So um, basically, you call that phone number. Um, you get a live person, no matter when we don't have voicemail, um, they'll take down your name, address, phone number, um, ask you kind of a little bit about what happened and then basically hang up and let you know that, you know, someone is going to be on his way. And then they dispatch for us, our technicians, they get all the information. And then our technicians, once they receive that, usually will give you a call or a text saying, Hey, I'll be 30. 45, 60 minutes away, and they'll show up at your house and start uh, basically going over the health and safety aspects of what's happening in your home or office, and then start trying to salvage whatever they can 
property, furniture, et cetera. And then they start the water mitigation process. That's somehow so comforting to know that there's someone that you can call at any time of the day when you're going through probably the most stressful event in your life, aside from like health related matters, you know, when it comes to your house, because I can only imagine like as a homeowner, right? I mean, or even like, I guess, say if like someone goes on vacation and then they didn't realize that they had a slow leak of some sort or something and they right. come home to a flood that's been sitting for a long time, then then there's mold concerns there too, right? Yeah, there's definitely mold concerns. And not only that, because the water's been sitting so long, you don't know what kind of biological risk there is as well. Um, you want to make sure, you know, what we, that's why we always try to go over health and safety with homeowners or business owners um, who've been affected by water. And we ask them, you know, how long has this been happening? When did the leak begin? What kind of water, where did the water come from? Um, you know, in Hawaii, it's very customary. It's it's almost a rule, in fact, right? You go over to somebody's house, you're taking off your shoes. You know, you and I, um, when we get home, I take off my shoes to enter my house. But if you have a flood in your house, and maybe it is raw sewage, maybe it might be clean water. We always tell people, um, you know, wear your shoes inside your house until we can clean it up. Only because we don't want Maybe you have a small cut on your foot that you don't even know you have. And raw sewage has come into your house and you're walking around in that. You don't want to get an infection in your foot or worse. So we always try to make sure we go over all the health and safety issues before we begin the mitigation process. That makes sense. And I guess if it's like sewage water, that's black water, right? <laughs> you know, yes, you're correct. And sewage water is called uh, black water as well. But sewer, sewer water can be crystal clear as if it came right out of your tap. So it, right? doesn't ne- it doesn't necessarily have to be or have a color to it. Yeah. As long as that water comes from beyond, you know, the pee trap, which is that little squiggly thing underneath your sink or your toilet. You can see it in your toilet sometimes. If the water comes from beyond that, then it's sewage because it's touching the sewer pipe which is beyond that P-trap. So um, you've got the the different categories, right? Which is the clean water, which could come from a potable water source, which is the, you know, you see like a hot or cold water pipe. If that breaks, you know that water's clean. But if it's coming from like a backup, say in a condominium and like maybe 10 floors above comes out of the sewer pipe and it comes out of your kitchen sink, you know, you don't want to be touching any of that. So put on your shoes, Put on your gloves, put on your mask, you know, and call MD. <laughs> <laughs> and then for mold, you know, like, so you guys are also, you do mold remediation. Is that? Yes, is we that, do. Okay. And what does that involve? I mean, like, you just, is it like just a super deep cleaning or is there more, is there chemicals or how, what is mold remediation? Yeah. So, so typically mold, mold is a, is basically a plant. It's a growing organism. Um, that just doesn't look pretty. And there are, you know, uh, documented health risks to um, people who might have allergic reactions to different types of molds or even the mold spores, right? So because mold is a living being, right, it needs two things, well, mainly three. It needs water or moisture. It needs a food source, and it needs some type of an air environment to live in. Um, So when you have mold, most mold commonly forms when somebody has a water loss at their home or office 
and doesn't take care of it properly, they think, you know, I had a water loss. I used my towels, my carpet, it feels dry. My padding underneath, uh, maybe it's dry, maybe it's not. But we'll just let it air out over the next five to seven days and everything will be fine. Well, that could be fine. But if it's like a rainy time that this happens and your pipe breaks, obviously we all know what humidity is. And if the humidity is high, then that means there's a lot of moisture in the air, which means the moisture in the carpet or the padding or the drywall, all of that is trying to get into your airspace. But if the airspace is already humid, it's very hard for that air, that, that building material to dry out. And what normally happens because carpet padding and drywall is a perfect food source for mold, mold starts growing. It's very happy, right? It's got plenty of moisture. <laughs> it's got plenty of food because nothing's been dried out properly. So we basically, when you, you see mold growing or you smell that musty mildew smell, mm -hmm. chances are you probably have mold. Mm -hmm. Is it harmful to you? You know, that remains to be seen. You need to check with a medical professional and how mold affects you personally. But yeah. nine times out of 10, our customers, they'll call us because they'll tell us, you know, we had a water loss. We didn't call anybody. We thought we could do it ourselves. We put our Vornado fans over it and we let it <laughs> run over there for about a week. But now there's all this black stuff all over our walls. What do we do, right? So typically, if, you know, if there's mold on your walls, you can call us. We can come in. We basically have to rip out whatever the mold is on. You cannot, you cannot clean mold. You can deactivate mold. You can spray Clorox on mold. But mold, because it's a living being, it has defense mechanisms. So when you start busting out the Clorox to try and clean it, you know, it releases its spores, right? Because it's trying to survive. And its spores are its way of, you know, repropagating itself. And it's those spores going to travel in the wind and they're going to try and land on something else to start growing it again. So the only way to physically remove or, or to get rid of mold is to physically remove it. So if there's mold on drywall, if it's on carpet or padding, we rip everything out and re we replace it. Who knew mold had defense mechanism? Yeah. <laughs> it's I just, just like us, history. right? Yeah. <laughs> if I'm somebody's chasing us. Jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, mold, it, it can be a problem. Um, you definitely want to take care of it. Um, you don't want to possibly suffer any ill health effects um, because of it. Um, but, you know, uh, you can always call us. We can help you out. Um, we're, we're happy to, you know, give you free advice. You know, you can tell us what you have, send us pictures. We can come out to your house as well or, or your business and take a look. Um, if things get really serious, we always include an indoor environmentalist if it's a really large project and we always get them to do the pre-testing and the post-testing, especially if there's younger children, elderly or immunocompromised individuals, just to make sure that what we did was done the right way and that the levels of mold in your, in your environment are lower, a lot lower um, than when we began. Yeah. Wow. I mean... I mean, you do amazing, you know, provide amazing services. And I think one of the scarier ones, you know, when we think about disaster in homes is fire. When there's fire, yeah. because, yeah, we could survive water leaks and, you know, maybe sewage backup. We might be gross. But when it comes to fire, so can you tell us about 
your fire damage restoration services? You know, you know what do you do and how does it work? Yeah, so when you have a fire, um, and I remind all of our water damage clients um, that call us because they're usually stressed out with their water loss. And I always try to remind them, look, everybody's still healthy. Everyone is still safe. Everyone is still here on this earth, right? Um, you didn't suffer any health or safety issues. Everyone is is alive. Um, when it comes to fire, obviously, that's a different story. And, you know, if, God forbid, something happens to um, a family or a business where not everyone gets out, you know, that's, that's tragic. And we'd never want to, you know, hear anything like that. Um, and that's happened um, over the last several years, probably in the last five years. Um, there have been a couple of tragedies. We all know the Marco Polo fire that occurred where people weren't able to get out. Um, I believe there was one in IAEA at another condo recently in the last six months that a gentleman wasn't able to get out. Um, with fire comes a lot of water because there's either a fire sprinkler system in the building that goes off and floods the entire building. Um, and if they don't have a fire sprinkler system, the fire department in it is in there and they're trying to put out the fire with a lot of water as well. So when there is a fire, um, there's going to be a tremendous amount of water and it won't just be for the unit that had the fire. It will be for most, if it's in a condo, it'll be for that unit as well as all the units below will have water damage and some soot damage. The units above will definitely have a lot more smoke damage and, and fire damage possibly. Um, and we treat, you know, a fire loss just like a water loss everything that's permanently damaged has to physically be removed and replaced. Um, so with fire, obviously there's the added, um, I guess all the soot damage and the smell um, from the fire. So that takes additional work and additional time. So fire, fire damage is definitely, uh, I would say it takes the longest and is the hardest to restore. Um, but that is definitely something that we do as well should you know a homeowner suffer a fire loss or be a part you know maybe in a condo where a unit maybe next door to them or above them or, or even below them had had a fire and they have soot or fire damage to remove so because of the extensive extensive amount of work that's required to restore a home after a fire damage depending i mean basically the homeowner cannot stay in the home there's no way right because there's just too much that needs to get done whether it's the With yeah. With fire damage, it's difficult, depending on the extent. Maybe if it's just in one room, that room can be cordoned off. But, um, you know, if the whole house has got soot in it, then it's best that they leave just so that we can do what we need to do. So, well, fire restoration, you know, asbestos abatement, water extraction, you know, 24-7, mold remediation. You also do carpet cleaning, general contractor work. I mean, you are truly a one-stop shop. So we're calling you if something happens, you know, to our home. And well, I um, appreciate it. Yeah, no, definitely. And is there a hey Mark, is there any last message that uh, you would like to share with our audience? Cause you, you've been just amazing and, you know, we learned so much. Yeah, no, I just, um, you know, take care of yourselves, take care of your home, be vigilant, you know, um, water damage obviously is going to probably occur in every property at some point in time. And it usually happens because of aging material. 
So, you know, check your plumbing, check your supply lines under your toilets. Those are typically the number one reason why we get called to a water loss. It's not because of that silver braided cord. It's due to the plastic connectors that connect to your toilet tank that over time dry out, crack, and then leak. Um, change out your water heaters. I would say maybe every 10 years, whatever the manufacturer recommends, especially if you live in a condo, because if you don't and yours leaks, you're not only affecting yourself, you're affecting all your neighbors below you and to the sides of you. So, you know, just be uh, aware of what, you know, you have as far as water heaters, supply lines and such in your, in your home or condo. So Mark Harris, the CEO and founder of MD Restoration. Thank you so much. We are Thank so you very welcome. So much. Oh my God, we're Thank so you. grateful. I really we appreciate so it. Much. Honored to be on your guys' show. It's it's a great show, and you guys do a great public service. So thank you. Thank you, and aloha. Thank you. Aloha. Aloha. Thank you so much for watching Think Tech Hawaii. If you like what we do, please like us and click the subscribe button on YouTube and the follow button on Vimeo. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, and donate to us at thinktechhawaii.com. Mahalo. Thank you.